This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, parents, Tim Wright here, along with Dr. Michael Green, and we are here with another episode of the Wonder of Parenting podcast, A Brain Science Approach to Parenting, where more often than not, we deal with your questions. And uh, today we've got another question that I have plucked from our Facebook page. So if you've not gone to our Facebook page and joined that, I encourage you to do that. You go to Facebook, you just type in Wonder Parenting, and you hit join button, and then as soon as I get the notification, I let you in. And it has about 1,400 people who are on that page who uh, post questions, they share insights, uh, their own experiences, and every once in a while, every once in a while, we'll pull up a question from there. And um, I try to look for the questions that have a lot of energy behind them. And so that's what this question is for us today. And um, you can also send us questions at wonderparenting.com, wonderparenting.com. There is a form there. And Michael, we have a new sponsor. We had a chance to get to know Marion a little bit a couple of weeks ago, our Father's Day podcast. Tell us a bit about Man Cave. Yeah. So Man Cave, it's uh, founded in Phoenix by Marion Hill uh, and colleagues there. Uh, it's a, it's a M, M dot A dot N dot, you know, so it's a, it's an acrostic. It's to support fathers. And um, uh, it's a kind of a coalescing of, the City of Phoenix Human Services, my brother's keeper, Greater Phoenix Urban League, um, all came together. But it's the brainchild of Marion Hill. And Marion um, came, uh, as he describes it, because we all speak together. At, uh, about five, six years ago, he heard me speak in Phoenix. I did a family uh, first conference there. And he sort of said, oh, okay, we got to get this to everybody. And then we especially have to get fathers involved because it just shows how crucial fathers are. And so that's how he and I met. And then soon after that, he founded the Man Cave program um, uh, to try to use this kind of brain-based approach with fathers um, uh, to help families. And he even says to help with economic mobility, to help men be better dads and to be good dads, you know, all of that. So if people, uh, you know, if you go to wonderofparenting.com, you're going to see a place where it says man cave and then text a number to fatherhood. I'll give the number here, but from now on, if folks can go to, um, uh, to the wonder parenting, the number is 602-932-6636. But if you forget that, go to wonderparenting.com. You'll see the man cave link there. And then they do it like you text that and then they send you out materials. Right. So yeah, you text fatherhood to that number. Yeah, you yep. text fatherhood to that. So it's a long intro for our first time, but it's yeah. it's quite an amazing thing that he has done, and he's run so many fathers through it, and they just love it. Yeah, and, and he's he's such a passionate father anyway. Uh, yep. He's just right for the job. And uh, you know, our our original sponsor and still with us, our good friend Dr. Greg Jantz up in the Seattle area, the Center of Place of Hope. And uh, you know, Greg puts out a, a book a year at least. 
uh, usually dealing with the kinds of emotional challenges that we face in life. His latest is on anxiety. Dr. Greg Jantz, J-A-N-T-Z. But you can learn more about him and the Center of Place of Hope at wonderofparenting.com. Now, we've got a question, as I mentioned, I, I pulled from our Facebook page. And we actually have two questions that are very, very similar. One about a 15-year-old boy and his toxic relationship, so to speak. And then one about a 17-year-old boy in a similar situation. But we decided that we would focus on the 15-year-old because it's a bit more general. And uh, it also captures some of the the themes of the other one. So, uh, and and as we'll talk about, uh, the reason why we're talking about this is because this is about a boy in a relationship with a girl who is not necessarily bringing out the best in him, but it could be reversed as well. This could be about a, a girl in a relationship with a boy who is not bringing out the best in her, but this happens to be about a boy in his toxic relationship. So my 15 year old boy struggles with depression and low self-esteem. He is also ADHD and this combo results in some pretty poor decision-making in the name of being cool and earning street cred. He is now in a relationship with a very toxic girl at his small, faith-based private school. This girl is promiscuous, but she says she loves him and apologizes for being a total whole, her words, because this whole relationship thing is new for her and is hard. He would never think of breaking up with her because of his self-esteem issues and because he's 15 and not thinking with the right part of his body. (laughs) Okay, we get it. Uh, She vapes. Uh and does multiple drugs and strongly encourages him to be the one to supply them at school. He will go to any length to do so and has almost gotten kicked out after being caught. He is testing clean himself. His counselor does random tests in connection with his anti-depression meds. I know better than to overtly prohibit him from seeing her or having a relationship with her. I couldn't stop it if I tried because their school is small and they spend all day together. But how do I manage this situation? It's killing me knowing how much worse she is making his mental health issues on a daily basis and being powerless to do anything about it. They text constantly, and because of his behavior, we already have limited him to no social media, which is where he obtained the vapes and other substances for her, or internet access except for school. Um, This is such an interesting question, in part because oftentimes the discussion is about the girl with the bad boy. And now we've got a boy with a seemingly bad girl to make a judgment statement. She's not a bad girl. She's just got some real challenges in her life. So, Michael, when you were looking this over, what were some initial thoughts that you had? Yeah, this is just really tough. And, you know, our hearts really go out to to the whole family and to everyone in a situation like this. Because um, uh, in a way, you're, the, the you know, the child is 15. Yep. Um uh, and you feel, I mean, the family feels, as she said, she said, well, I, I can't prohibit this relationship. And she says, I know better than to do that. But I'll tell you the direction. I'm going to go in a few directions. And one of them is going to be, and a couple of these may be structural. One is, well, the background for why I'm saying it is that they're involved in illegal activities. You know, the wedge in, like if this were a situation where the parents just like don't approve of the girlfriend. Right. You know, but there's no illegal activities. There, there isn't the promiscuity. Uh, there aren't those elements. You know, then one would say, I would counsel the parents and say, well, you don't like, you know, but your son is making this choice. And, and uh, you know, what can you really do? This relationship won't last forever. It's going to play itself out. Um, just 
say the things you have to say to, to your child and say, you know, we really are worried about this. Here's what we're worried about, your self-esteem and all that. But then what can they do, right? But in this is a different situation. This is a situation where they're having those feelings, but also the, the son is being roped into illegal activities. Yeah. And these are just the ones that they know about. I mean, who knows what kind of sexting is going on that could be later he could get accused of child porn, you know, pictures being sent back and forth. I mean, who knows what's happening right. here? But what we do know is that this is illegal activity. So um, uh, and then everything else you mentioned. So I the two structural things I would, you know, I guess ask them to consider is one leaving that school, moving this mm -hmm. boy to a different school because um, mm -hmm. then there wouldn't be as much access from her. Um, and, uh, the other would be if it, if the illegal activity continues or anything continues, that's really scary like this, then yeah, I think they have to forbid the relationship and then mm -hmm. take the consequences and say, you know, basically you're grounded and what you're grounded from is this relationship. So, um, you're going to be under our eye for the next month. You know, you're not going to be going out. You're not going to be seeing her now of course that's gonna be very hard if they don't leave that leave that school but um they can still do it and then not be able to control that he sees her at school um and say to him this is illegal activity yeah you know our, our job is to protect you from this so that's it you know and um you're gonna hate us for a while but later you're gonna thank us you, we just have to put up with you hating us right now um and i think if they're gonna do that it's they gotta be united and the extended family should help with that you know um, mom and dad, I assume mom and dad, they let's have them united and let's get some support from other people that the son cares about, like grandparents, uncles, you know, mm -hmm. whatever is the system they have set up uh, around the development of their children to get to, to get the child focused, you know, more on those people now for a while um, on those relationships, those primary relationships that aren't this one and get them involved to help. Because I I once I saw it, it almost became an easy answer for me once I saw the illegal activity. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, no, no, I think this I think you got to really lower the boom uh, because this could could end up in jail. You know, he mm -hmm. could end up going through the juvenile justice system. Um, uh, so, I, I mean, I hate to say that and be the bad guy like that. But yep. I if this were my child, I, I would be the bad guy and let my child hate me. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, it, it in some ways, it's really helpful uh, to put it in those really stark terms because you can go from it, not from an emotional standpoint, because he's emotionally invested in this girl, and it's understandable for whatever reason, 
but to be able to say you this is illegal this is dangerous and so we have to forbid that and you may not appreciate it now but um, that's how we make our decision that is an easier decision than we simply just don't like her um i uh i'm the product of a faith-based school it was much, it was a large school uh and uh it was um you know, we had everything. We had sports, music. So, I mean, it, it was a, a regular school, just faith-based. It's where I met my wife. So I have really good memories mm-hmm. of that. But um, faith-based schools do not necessarily guarantee that every kid is angelic either. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, to have a little compassion for the girl for just a moment, she's obviously acting out. There's something in her life where she's trying to fill voids, whatever's going on with oh, yeah, her. There's trauma somewhere back there. Yep. Yep. But, uh, you know, that's not the first priority for these parents. The first priority for these parents is their son who um, has his own issues. And uh, there's a girl who likes him. And that's part of the challenge for, for this family. So let's take it for a moment out of, you know, it's illegal and so on. There's an emotional thing going on for this young man. He's 15. He's got a girl who likes him. Right. And in his mind, he may be thinking, this could be it. This could be the only girl who's ever going to like me. Yep. He probably does. How do they, that. how does, the, how do they help him through that? Now I know experience and so on, but counseling, what, what would you recommend for a young boy who's enmeshed in a girl that's not good for him emotionally? Yeah, I think, um, uh, I mean, maybe counseling, although I'm guessing in this situation, he probably wouldn't go, um, uh, but I, I always love suggesting that, obviously, as a counselor, uh, I just don't know if you could get him there. But so let's put that on the table. Yes, counseling would be great. Um, also, I think approaching him with the understanding that he he has low self-esteem, as they've said. And what the girl is doing is actually raising his self-esteem. Yes. So so if if um, we got to understand that. Right. So every time he if, he if they're having sex or they get together or she says really nice things to him about himself and all of that, which goes on when, when um, kids love each other um, that does raise his self-esteem that does make him feel better about himself. And, and she is filling that hole. So if, if, um, or just filling that developmental challenge, because remember 15 year olds have low self-esteem, you know, a lot of them do. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I had it. So uh, it's a developmental challenge that we're going to, we're going to face over a period of years. So if, if and when this relationship ends, if they end it, um, or it ends on its own, which it will, uh, you know, this relationship will not last forever. So um, whenever it ends, their focus on his self-esteem is a really great thing because they they get this. And so they're going to need to fill his life with other things that build his self-esteem. So they'll, that'll be in his island of confidence. Uh, you know, if it's sports or we've talked about it before or music or school or whatever it is, pointing out to him how much, you know, success he's having there that builds his self-esteem. And then in those other primary relationships that build it with the extended family, with parents and extended family uh, and friends and others, uh, community. And then um, to at whatever extent he can work now, he's 15, he's going to turn 16 soon. But even if the families have some business he can help out in at 15 um, just to help out in so that he's working an hour to a day. And, you know, cause that always raises your self-esteem to be doing honorable work. Um, I, I, I would say focus on that and give him other structures, activities, and people that help build his self-esteem, um, so that he doesn't need her as much for it. 
uh, and uh, so that when she leaves, he's not going to be completely, you know, so depressed that he that he really, really gets sick because he in a relationship like this, that's what could happen once he once she rejects him, um, uh, which I do believe is inevitable. So I I guess that would be that that would be one set of comments I would make there. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's really helpful. You know, Michael and I have uh, created some rites of passage programs, and I was thinking about this young man as Michael was talking. In one of our programs, there's a, a point where we're talking about uh, to the boys, and we do this with the girls as well, but we're talking to the boys um, and helping them to start processing, you know, adulthood a little bit. And one of the questions we ask them is write down the character qualities of the kind of person you would like to marry. Now, at 14, 15, that seems maybe a little off to, uh, you know, far off for them to be thinking about that. But part of what we're trying to say is you want to get that in your brain now mm-hmm. so that when that girl comes along who's, wow, you know, you takes your breath away, but she doesn't quite have all those qualities. Um, and we're not looking for perfection, obviously, but, you know, someone who's faithful to me, you don't want to, you know, if you want someone faithful to you, then you don't want to be dating a girl who's sleeping around. Right. And what are the other qualities you look for? Um, if dad has a conversation with his son around those kinds of things, um, I wonder if that can help a little bit for a young boy to say, yeah, this is what I'm looking for. Okay. Well, is, is she the one that you'd want to spend the rest of your life with? Um, mm-hmm. to at least begin to help him navigate, oh, get it a little bit back up into the head versus the heart. Because uh, that, that really is challenging. When you've got a, a girl who's paying attention to you uh, at 15, that's that's something. And But if you sort of know, this is what I'm looking for, this is where I'm heading. I remember one guy when I was in a youth program said, every girl you date is a potential lifelong mate. Uh, cause you never know, you know, Jan and I went out on a date and five years later we were married. Mm-hmm. So you never know who that person is. And, uh, I was pretty clear on what I was looking for. She was pretty clear on what she was looking for. She compromised more than I did, but we, <laughs> you know, we ended up being married for over 40 some years. So, um, these rites of passage programs can be great, um, structural things to help our boys and our girls process some of these big life questions before their emotions kick in. Uh, and sort of cloud their vision, their hopes, and their dreams. And you can go to wonderparenting.com for uh, for more of those. But that's mm-hmm. another way to, to start having those kinds of conversations. And even for a dad to say, yeah, this is what I was looking for uh, as I was growing up. And I dated a number of girls, and you know, I appreciated this about her and this about her. But man, when I met your mom, she was what I was looking for. And we clicked, and we clicked because I knew what I was looking for and what was important to me. And it's going to be different for every guy, you know, some guys are going to say, well, I want a girl. I want to marry a woman who uh, will sit down and watch sports with me. Great. Um, You know, or I want to marry a a woman who, uh, you know, appreciates eating out at fine restaurants. And, and, you know, now those are little peripheral things, but those are some of the things you want to look for as well. And uh, to start putting a list together in our minds, this is the kind of person I'd like to be with. And to ask myself the question, does this make me a better, does she make me, does he make me a better person? Right. That's really kind of the bottom That's line. Crucial, and, yeah. and do I make her a better person? Do I make him a better person? And to help our kids sort of navigate all of that stuff. And if we start talking to them about that when they're 20, it's a little late. 
But if we can start talking when they're a little earlier, uh, maybe we can get ahead of the game. So it's just another structural thing that can be helpful for them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, two things you said really click. I want to jump off on or, or jump off on. <laughs> I don't know if that's good <laughs> English. Um, one is you clicked me about the primary relationships, you know, uh, with a kid like this, who, who, as she said, it was self-esteem issues. Um, it, it is, it is important to invigorate these primary relationships. Like you talked about the relationship with dad mm-hmm. and I'm going to do a bit dad and mom here. Those are the primary relationships. Um, th- these two parents, I would ask them to really look at where their relationship with this boy is to see if they need to transition a little you know, maybe they're treating him. I'm just going to make this up. I don't know, but maybe they're treating him like a little kid still, and they need to transition to treating him with that. He's more independent and individuating, but they're still showing their love. They're still giving their attention. Or maybe because he's 15, they aren't relating with him very much because they're thinking, ah, he's 15. And the only place they're relating with him is I don't like that girlfriend, let's say, yeah, Uh, you know, but just look at these primary relationships, Um, talk to each other about them, talk to the boy about them and invigorate them now in new ways uh, so that the bond is really clear, uh, so that they're providing the assets to this boy that the boy needs. Um, because still, a lot of his self-esteem is going to come from these primary relationships. So if they mm-hmm. want to fill that in, they still, as his parents, yes, he's individuating, but that love and support and attention um, and, and direction um, let's really invigorate that. And then the um, uh, father to son, mother to son. And then the other thing you said about rites of passage, people people are sometimes surprised. They think, well, you ask those questions of a 13-year-old, you know, yeah. what are you, you going to get? But surprisingly, to your point, it's amazing what 13-year-olds mm-hmm. can say, you know? Yeah. And so it isn't, that isn't too early. And certainly 15 is not too early to be sitting down with a boy or a girl and saying, let's make these lists. And you may end up with someone who won't watch football with you, but she's going to fit these other, you know, these other things on this list. Um, And yeah, you won't get everything you want, like you said, but if she gives you these four or five core things Mm -hmm. and you can give her these four or five core things, you know, then you're going to be okay. And you're right to say that, uh, Tim, because it gives a kid a target. And even though they won't reach that exact target, it gives them a target and they're in the Mm -hmm. conversation uh, and they're able to discern a little better who they want to be in love with. Now, this mom is right. He's 15. This frontal lobe stuff that we're talking about is not going to control him wanting to have a girlfriend. He wants to have a girlfriend for all sorts of reasons, Mm -hmm. hormonal, biological, emotional, et cetera. But it's still the right discernment to introduce into his life. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. And, and as you said early on, we, we feel for these parents and we feel for these, uh, the kids, the boy in this case, who, um, it just is looking, he's looking for acceptance, um, in a small school, uh, and small schools, uh, can be just as tough to navigate as big schools. Maybe more so because they are so small and everybody knows everybody's business. Um, 
and uh, so for for him to find uh, that that affirmation, that worth and value in the relationships you talked about, relationships with mom and dad, grandparents, as, as you mentioned, his church community, mm-hmm. um, and and even it might be. Um, that there's somebody at that school, a teacher that he really respects. Uh, and just to give the teacher a heads up and say, Hey, just my son needs some encouragement right now, needs to feel good about himself. And if you see him doing things that uh, you want to give him a pat on the back for, we'd sure appreciate it. Uh, all those little pieces of self-esteem poured into him uh, can give him his balance back because he doesn't have a lot of balance right now. Uh, he's getting it kind of from her and it's the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so well put. So um, as we kind of wrap this up, Michael, um, and, and we look at, uh, and again, I mentioned we had one, uh, another one for a 17-year-old going through a very similar thing. And of course, that age difference is already uh, a little different, 17 to 15. Um, if if they put the clamps on their boy, let's say they, they do what you mentioned at the beginning, and they sit down and they say, that's it. She is a bad influence on you. We know that you can't see this. You're doing things that are illegal. You're going to get yourself into trouble. So relationship's over. That's it. He's going to have a meltdown. He's going right. to be upset. How do they help him navigate that? Uh, they they need to have people around them and around him. You know, they really bring in others, uh, e- even if, if there are siblings, older siblings who have been through it, um, and then the extended family, and then maybe like, you know, this is like an intervention. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, maybe his favorite coach, as you've mentioned, maybe the pastor, um, and and get all these people sort of lined up. And um, they don't all have to be in the same room, because that could really overwhelm the boy, but have them lined up so that when the parents say to the boy, what we've you've just said, you, this is too dangerous. You could end up in prison. We can't, we can't support you anymore in this. We're your parents, you know, all of that. Um, uh, then, then they can say, and and you know, a lot of people are worried about this, and so so you're going to hate us. But I got to tell you, we got a lot of people worried about this, and mm-hmm. and you know, you might want to talk, like talk to the pastor. Uh, I, I don't know the situation, but who are these people right. are? Talk to grandpa and grandma. Talk to your older brother who's in college. I think you're going to find that a lot of people are worried who yeah. care about you. And so good things happen there. Number one, the parents get support in doing this. But number two, then the child won't be as isolated because you know part of what he's going to do is he's going to self-isolate from his parents because yep. he's so mad at them. And he's going to self-isolate. And then he's probably going to try to reach out to her. Of course, he's going to still try to figure out how to have that relationship, but he's basically going to be isolated if it's just the parents. But if there are, is a support system around them that are, that are go-to people, then they can also make contact with the boy, um, check in on the boy and be there for the boy so that the boy is not isolated. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned he's going to isolate, which we get. Um, and it's, there's no science to this. It's all art and it's all based on relationship, but how much room do you give him? Um, and, uh, you know, where do you sort of say, Hey, we're just going to let that one slide, but we're not going to let this one slide. Uh, okay. He doesn't want to have dinner with us tonight, but from now on, he, he's going to have dinner with us. How do they sort of, what are some things that they can think about as they navigate his isolation and then drawing him back into the family and what's appropriate and not appropriate Mm -hmm. in his time of anger? 
Yeah. Um, just be thinking about he still has to show his parents respect. Mm -hmm. So um, so if like he can't he can get angry, but he can't, um, you know, call his mother really bad names or uh, try to hit his parent or, you know, I mean, he, he has to still respect his parents. Mm -hmm. And um, and and that's one of their uh, one of the visions they should keep in their mind. Is he acting uh, and he's still respecting us, even though he's mm -hmm. really mad at us? We've we he knows we love him. We've, we keep telling him we love him. Um, uh, but, you know, that's not enough. He has to respect us in the same way that we're saying to him, you know, the reason we're doing this is we respect you. Yeah. And we don't want you to go to prison, you know, and so so respect is a key word, but respect doesn't mean he has to come that first night to the dinner table. Right. To your example. Yeah. Give him some latitude. Everyone knows their child. You know, you can they can say to him, OK, you're really mad at us. You do not want to have dinner with us. And that's great. We're going to do that for a week. OK, and so mm -hmm. great. But uh, come Sunday dinner that we have with the family, you are going to have to be there at dinner or there will be consequences, you know, and maybe it, it's two weeks because, again, this is just this is just the parents have to know their child um, right. and make this decision. Uh, and and since he is kind of grounded, right, this is a form of being grounded, then um, they should be able to manage that. And and part of what they can manage in the grounding is um you get a day or two of this stuff, but remember, part of what we need you to do is we need you to reinvigorate your primary relationships and get away from this bad relationship. So we are going to be doing things with you and we'll give you a day or two, you know, but we mm -hmm. are going to be doing things with you because that's part of why you're grounded. You're grounded to get back to family. Now, the place where that will backfire is if one of these parents or these parents, you know, are, are treating him badly. Um, yeah. And so they're going to have to assess that and get help with that because sometimes kids can get into these relationships because it's a reaction to they're being treated in a certain way by one or both parents and, and it's they're not being appropriately treated. They're not right. being respected or they're being abused or they're just being screamed at or they're being hyper-criticized or whatever it is, or their parents are incredibly passive. Whatever it is, uh, as the parents reinvigorate the relationship, they need to assess this and they need to see, okay is there something I'm doing as parent that, that pushed him away? So if I'm going to bring him back to me as parent and I'm going to bring him back to our extended family, I got to make sure I'm in the right relationship with him. So that could be important. That's really good. You know, on, on the one hand, you, it, it sounds sort of easy. Just be the parent. But this parent is pretty wise in saying, this is a 15-year-old boy heading towards 16. And to be a parent to a 15-year-old boy is very different than being a parent to an 8-year-old boy. And oh, yeah. um, to, to navigate what you can and cannot limit for a 15 year old is, is a tougher challenge. And uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, you got some good insight from Michael today on this topic. And if I yeah. did my math right. Get men involved. Yes. Get, Make yes, sure men that. are helping with this, yeah. by the way. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. If I did my math right, it's the 4th of July today. Now we're recording this in May, but it's the 4th of July today. So happy 4th of July to everybody. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And if I did my math wrong, I still hope you have a happy 4th of July whenever it is. All right. And whenever you're listening, we're math Michael, challenged. thank you. Have a, have a good week and a good Thanks 4th of July, you. Michael. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Thanks, everyone.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.